Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hello, I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with the first Travelwise podcast for the month of May. News, views and interviews lined up for you today. Well, we got news of the uh, new date for the Dubai Expo, which has been put back to next year. Uh, we have uh, repatriation flight news. We're taking a look at an incentive from the Italian island of Sicily to try and get you there when things open up. Uh, more news from airlines regionally and globally, hotel news and uh, events. We'll be following the sun with the virtual conference from the guys who organise the Arabian Hotel Investment Conference. Conference details of that coming away a bit later on. And our special interview today will be with the uh, Director of Marketing with ClearTrip, the online booking portal, Matthew Schliedrek, talking about, well, looking ahead really to what they can expect post COVID 19. Travel wise news. Well, starting off with the big news, really, that the uh, organisers of the Dubai Expo, the organising committee and all those members who can vote for any changes in dates have agreed that the Dubai Expo 2020 will, in fact, take place next year, starting on October the 1st, 2021, running through until March the 31st, 2022. That's the dates, the new dates for the Dubai Expo. Um, repatriation flights uh, with news from out of the UAE. Most of the airlines that he had, Emirates, Fly Dubai and Air Arabia have been operating a lot of uh, repatriation flights and they've got so many lined up for the month of May. Not going to go through those. If you're trying to head back to your home country, check out the websites for the various airlines for your destination. Remember, these repatriation flights tend to be, well, they are one way. Return flights will be okay for UAE nationals and also for uh, freight, which is being carried by, I think, all of those airlines indeed. Travel-wise news. Right, uh, more airline news and uh, regarding uh, Abu Dhabi, really, and the formation of the Wizz Air Abu Dhabi. Wizz Air being the carrier, the low-cost carrier, out of Hungary, uh, one of the biggest in Europe. They have uh, will be launching um, in June of this year, June 2020, uh, five routes from Abu Dhabi International Airport, uh, including Budapest and Bucharest in June. And then uh, in September, Sofia, Katowice and Kluji Nabokova uh, being the other three, making up the five destinations from a Wizz Air. So good news to them. Wizz Air Abu Dhabi expected to begin operations later this year. They're hoping to start from June 2020. Hotel news now. Uh, hotels across the UAE are slowly opening up. Some are offering staycations uh, with limited uh, uh, facilities in many ways. Some are able to uh, uh, offer room service only. Others will have a certain number of restaurants open. I'll tell you about the Waldorf Astoria and Russell Cayman in a moment because there's a good deal with them. And uh, quite a few of the hotels restricting the number of guests in the hotel to 30% of their capacity. Likewise, social distancing outside around uh, swimming pools, etc., and in restaurants which are open. Now, I, I phoned up. I wanted to check out the uh, Hilton uh, Hotel Alhambra and I phoned them up and got transferred really to uh, an operator for Hilton so look if you want to book in the Hilton Alhambra we've got a special deal we'll upgrade you uh, yeah okay I thought that sounds good but it won't be in the Alhambra It'll just be a few hundred yards down the road at the Waldorf Astoria Russell Kamer wow so I said what have you got open there well they have the pools open the beach open two restaurants during the week and a third restaurant will open at the weekend the Lexington Grill so that means you can get a good deal stay at the Waldorf Astoria Russell Kamer uh, by booking into the Hilton Alhamra through the Hilton switchboard. There you go. 
travel wise news travel news now and destinations uh, we go to Italy to Sicily in fact and a plan there a unique sort of scheme to uh, try and boost tourism after the lockdown they're hoping to uh, get you to go there uh, to this Italian Mediterranean island of Sicily by planning to uh, discount half the price of plane tickets and pay for some of your hotel stays you're going to pay for one of every three nights in hotels in a scheme which is uh, hoping they're hoping the organizers the tourism board and the government to revive its battered tourism industry a scheme which is going to uh, well, they're going to spend 50 million euros on. So something of a novel idea by the regional government of the island, which is an autonomous island, the island of Sicily, um, trying to get you to make reservations for later this year. And uh, as well as those uh, um, attractions there, you'll also get uh, free entry to museums and archaeological sites. So uh, the scheme was uh, launched as empty for full I think they've changed that but uh, uh, it will open uh, it will be available once Italy reopens its borders so you'll get vouchers for discounted flights hotels free museum tickets will be made available and uh, you can that will be done via the island's official website so keep an eye on that check it out okay visit Sicily mm, there you go so that's going to be uh, a big incentive I'm sure there's going to be a lot more like that around Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. My special guest today on the uh, programme, on the podcast, is Matthew Sleedrecht, who's Director of Marketing at ClearTrip. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Phil, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, ClearTrip is uh, well established here in the UAE and beyond. So let's start off and uh, give us an overview of ClearTrip and its various offerings, because it's more than just airlines, isn't it? Absolutely. So ClearTrip is the largest online travel agency in the Middle East, and we have a wide range of offerings, which includes, includes the widest range of flights, so over 400, um, 400 airlines that you could choose from. Uh, we also have hotels, so over 50,000 hotels that you could choose from from around the world. We also offer activities, so if you wanted to book um, a, a safari, or if you wanted to book one of the mm. theme parks that we have within the um, UAE, or um, theme parks in other ca- countries, we offer that. Plus, we provide customers the opportunity to get visas and also book overall holiday packages. Right. Very, very comprehensive indeed. And uh, with us suffering cabin fever at the moment, some very appealing aspects there. But uh, what's been the impact? It must be absolutely phenomenal, the impact of COVID-19 on you and your business. Well, it's been an unprecedented time. So we've never seen uh, the travel industry stop, uh, even in previous pandemics or if mm. even in uh, previous situations like 9-11 travel has always continued. So it's definitely is a very interesting time for us. As an organization, the top priority for us is to support our customers uh, who have booked and who are trying to navigate this very interesting time as well. Uh, so working with them on getting refunds or working with them on trying to get their tickets sure. to be open. So in the future, when travel does open up, that they're able to, to then... Um, then still travel and, and that they, they also feel that they're supported from a, a perspective during these unprecedented times. Sure so I mean the impact there as you say on passengers people who made bookings but also on your staff as, as well so they need to be taken care of what are you doing with the staff who perhaps uh, uh, have you had to make people uh, go on temporary leave and things like that? So different organizations around the around the industry have taken um, different options for ClearTrip, from a, a senior management perspective, we have taken um, we have taken an approach where the senior management will will take a much bigger burden of any of it, mm. um, and we feel it's only fair. Um, 
so we, we think that we've come to a, a understanding with the entire organization which allows us to to effectively continue to manage our business um, and keep staff motivated as well. You are looking ahead now. I mean, a few uh, weeks ago, a couple of months ago, you were looking at uh, what you were hoping to be massive amount of business with the Eid holidays and uh, with Ramadan having now started. Um, Eid is not going to be very likely. So what are you able to offer people at the moment in terms of uh, bookings? Are you looking sort of um, post-summer or what? So the situation... And the situation is changing so quickly. Yeah. Um, so any forecasting is extremely difficult uh, as there's a lot of moving parts. Um, for ClearTrip, it definitely wasn't an expectation that we'd get a large amount of e-bookings. The statement was more around that it's hard to predict the future, but airline pricing didn't drop for that period. Sure. Um, so it could be the first time that people were allowed to travel. And given what we've seen in other markets, there have been pent-up demand, so it could be larger than normal. From a, a normality perspective, we see this happening in stages. Um, so we expect domestic markets to open up, so let's say domestic Saudi to open up first, or maybe a domestic India to open up. Sure. Um, within the UAE context, we don't have a domestic market, so we see that being intra-GCC travel to start up. Um, with interest GCC traveling starting up, that will allow a lot of uh, people uh, to travel back home, so um, Saudi nationals if they're still here, or to travel for business um, costs. A lot of companies here also operate in Saudi and also operate in Kuwait, Oman, um, and Bahrain. Have you had any business coming away regarding the repatriation flights being offered by the various airlines to uh, get people back to their home countries, or have you found that people have been doing it directly with those airlines? No, absolutely. We're still getting bookings through. Um, we've been communicating Good. with our customers that they can book repatriation flights with ClearTrip. Uh, and obviously, we're working with all partners uh, who are offering repatriation flights across the GCC uh, to help consumers who, who need to get back home get back home. As you say, I mean, it's an evolving situation. Uh, changes are being made day by day. And the sort of advice we put out on the travel program is to check, keep your eyes peeled with the airlines and people like yourselves because some airlines are suddenly short, uh, adding extra services, repatriation services at very short notice, aren't they? Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. So let's talk about Emirates Mike commence services at the start of Q3. So that's going to be beginning of July, which is... Uh, perhaps they're being cautious and, uh, as you say, don't want to start up and have to slow down again. So I think from that, I also read that press release. From what I saw, it said normal operations mm. from the 1st of July. Um, so I, I'm not sure what that word normal <laughs> operations means, but, but I think that would, that would probably mean that they're up to kind of their full schedule pre, pre the pandemic. Um, yeah. We Obviously, we've got very good relationships with almost all airlines in the region. And so we are frequently talking to them on how they see their travel um, evolve. Um, and like we said, we think it's going to be a, a, a rollout. Um, before, as the pandemic was rolling out in other countries, we saw that airlines stopped flying to those countries. And so we expect the same thing to happen as countries open up. Sure. So as countries and governments um, discuss with each other or governing bodies discuss with each other, uh, they'll be able to quickly get an understanding of how each country is, is dealing with the, with the pandemic and then take the call to open up um, those travel corridors or not. Yeah. And 
yeah, a responsible approach to ensuring that we can slowly but surely reopen yep, and get back indeed. to normal. So what's your main focus at the moment from a yeah, future customer perspective? So for us, we are looking at a few things. One is um, we expect customers to require safety. So we think from an airport perspective that there'll be airport checks that come through. Um, we've already seen that some airlines are doing 10-minute tests yeah. um, to test. And there's also self-service swap areas uh, where people can come through. We think there'll need to be some standardization um, around procedures for pre-boarding and disinfection to help ensure that consumers are eager, to, well not <laughs> eager might be the wrong word, but um, to ensure that consumers are able to have an understanding that travel is, these are the processes in place designed to help protect you for when you are traveling. Um, we we'll also think airlines will come out with, um, or be, will be greater based on how the cleanliness or the air quality, um, most airlines use um, HEPA filters, um, discussing their cabin cleaning um, processes, as well as kind of how they are making sure that while you are traveling, um, sanitization has been done. It's building up the confidence, isn't it, really? Showing people that measures are in place, act action is being taken to give them confidence that when they fly, they're going to be in a you know, safe as possible environment on board the aircraft. Um, so thank you, uh, Matt, very much indeed for your insights. And uh, we wish you all the best for a clear trip and future flights. And my final question is one which I've been putting to everyone uh, coming onto the program. Uh, when we're in this position to travel freely, what would be your number one choice of a destination and, and why? Well, I had tickets booked to Serbia uh, for me and the family yeah. at the end of May. But I think that might be, uh, might be, <laughs> okay. might be a little ambitious. But um, my big trip for this year was to go to Mongolia. Um, oh, right. So I wanted to fly into Ulaanbaatar and then go visit the monasteries around, monasteries around Ulaanbaatar and then hopefully try to go down to the um, Gorky National Park, and if possible, uh, make it to the Gobi National Park. Wonderful. Well, I hope you can achieve that sometime in 2020 when we get back to uh, flying around and uh, business uh, doesn't hold you back because I guess there's been a lot of catching up for you. Definitely. Thank you so much, Phil. It's been an absolute pleasure. A pleasure. And uh, once again, all the best for uh, the rest of the year and into 2021. And I hope you achieve that trip. Matthew, Thank you. Thanks very much Thank for joining you. us. Thank you. Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Many thanks to uh, Matthew for joining me here on Travelwise. Coming away in the next few editions of Travelwise, our featured interviews, well, we've got uh, adventurer Ryan Parle. He produces uh, programs for a multitude of TV channels, uh, very much off the beaten track, so to speak. And I'll also be talking to the new CEO of the Global Tourism Forum, Samira Isaac. Okay, so those are coming your way in future editions of the Travelwise podcast. And coming away next, we're taking a look at some events, starting off with uh, a virtual version of the Arabian Hotel Investment Conference. Travelwise News. Well, one of the big events in the region, the Middle East region for investors and the hospitality industry is the Arabian Hotel Investment Conference. Generally takes place in April. That's been put back to September of this year. Meanwhile, they continue the Arabian Hotel Investment uh, Conference with a series of virtual events uh, under the banner of Hospitality Tomorrow. Now, their second edition takes place on Tuesday, May the 12th. It's called Follow the Sun, Asia to America. The online conference starts at 9 a.m. 
UAE time. That's um, nine, uh, 6 a.m. in the UK and will be spread across 12 hours with a multitude of industry experts. There'll be a chance to network with uh, colleagues online, of course. And if you want further information about the second edition of the Arabian Hotel Investment Conference online, which is under the banner of Hospitality Tomorrow, the series, go to Bench Events or you can Google AHIC, Arabian Hotel Investment Conference. Uh, another event which generally takes place in the uh, Middle East region, in Dubai, in fact, is the Arabian travel market. Uh, it was due to be held in May, but they will, uh, they've postponed that until next year. But they will be following the virtual event uh, pattern, really, with special events from June the 1st to June the 3rd. They'll have webinars, live conference sessions, speed networking events, and many more. That's the Arabian travel market uh, going online, going virtual, June the 1st to June the 3rd this year. This is a Phil Blizzard Media production. You can drop me an email with your news regarding what's happening in the world of travel, tourism and aviation. My email address is philblizzardmedia at gmail.com. And coming soon, uh, interviews. Let me tell you about some interviews lined up. Ryan Powell, uh, adventurer, uh, produces TV uh, programs and presents TV programs for a number of TV channels. Uh, very much an adventurer. adventurer. And also talking to the new CEO of the Global Tourism Forum, Samira Isaac. So those key interviews coming your way in future editions of TravelWise, along with the latest travel news from across the Middle East region and beyond. And if you want further updates on what's happening in the world of travel, check out my travel show on Capital Radio, Saturday afternoons. It's called Wish You Were Here, Capital Radio UAE, uh, between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. So you can check that one out on, uh, well, just Google. It's online. You can check, so you can listen from anywhere in the world. Just do a Google search, Radio uh, Capital Radio UAE. I'm Phil Blizzard. You take care. Catch you soon. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews.